What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Is Belltown a hipster haven? It is. Um, It's pretty tragic. I mean, there's some cool shit like Eric Hackens. You know, remember him, Eric? No. The guy from Zigzag. Oh yeah, I remember that kid. Well, he opened a place. Ravioli, Revelli, something. He opened a place in Belltown, like right there. Rob Roy? No. No, no, no. Down the street from that. I think, or maybe up the mm. street. I think it's up on 2nd. Mm. Yeah, it looks cool. It's posh, you know, like the the weird style bartending those guys do, you know. But but back in the day when Belltown was like, there's like, you know, bum fights around the corner. Everyone's smoking cigarettes up in the, the thing. There's that little grocery store across the way. Everyone's constantly stealing from i mean when i was there it wasn't totally shifty okay it was still a little like i think maybe it was becoming hipsterfied mm. because there was the whiskey bar was actually called the whiskey bar down right. the street and i remember being in there at noon on a sunday with will rittaller the, at the because, whiskey bar or the, was at the whiskey bar at the whiskey bar yeah um because you could get it was dollar shots Dollar well shots and like dollar beers. Yeah. And it was like the worst fucking like tequila and whiskey you could ever imagine. Yeah. I mean, they did it at the Arc Bar. You remember the Arc Bar? No. Down, that was like on Capitol Hill. No, no. It was down, downtown, like <clears throat> past the, the Deja Vu down by where there's a, I think there's a Gordon Beer shirt. There's like a, <clears throat> a brewery that's taking it over. Hmm. It's like right by that weird Korean restaurant or there's like a, I don't fucking know. Downtown Seattle. I can tell you about sure. how I became a bouncer. There you go. <clears throat> that was kind of a funny. Tell the kids, because um, you were a you were a barista. I was a barista, I and mean, people are always surprised when I say that. I'm just like, when I tell them, somebody says, "Yeah, the such and such of table thirteen wants a macchiato." I'm like, we can't do that with the machines we have. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, we have one. It's one button. It does milk, hot oh, milk. Really? That's it. There's no. There's no steam wand. You're not doing like a dry right. cappuccino. Like there's just. So when somebody says. I'll have a cappuccino. I'll have a latte, and I'm like, great. Everyone's getting what they what they want, and like, it's all the same. Right. So it's just foamed milk, True. and it's kind of a wet cappuccino. It's kind of a dry latte, whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, they're all basically the same. Yeah. So I guess it was 2004, which is now almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, Danny Klein and I were going to see Harmar Superstar at the. Uh, Crocodile Cafe. I had a, you gave me a CD from that band. Mm-hmm. I think, at some point. That man, the band, the man. Oh, it's it's just one gentleman. I mean, he, he certainly has a band. I'd seen him play numerous times. One time at the Genius Awards on Capitol Hill, and he got paid a thousand dollars in cash in his G-string on stage. <laughs> so he's this weird, um, weird-looking guy who's kind of balding, but has long hair, and he's kind of chubby and short. And, um, but he sings beautifully. Like like you before COVID? (laughs) Yes, basically. But during COVID. Yes, during COVID. My COVID hair. That's exactly the way that he looked. Um, 
and he's from Minneapolis and he sings a lot of soul and blues and a lot of it is like funky and like kind of dirty and very Prince-like and very Stevie Wonder-like and just funny and witty and fun. It's just super cool. And it's, it's even more kind of comical because he doesn't, the way he sounds is not the way he appears. Yeah. So you went to the show? So, so we took the bus from Nickerson Street, I think we took the 28 or the 23 yeah. to downtown. Sounds the 28, right. maybe? Uh, 28, 24, yeah, something like 28, that. 28, 24. We got on the bus and went to the Crocodile Cafe. We didn't have tickets. I just assumed we would show up. So you were new. <laughs> you were a young, a young fella. Yes, I was a young fella. I was 2004. I yeah, guess, we just show up. What I guess I'd only, I had tickets? been there probably less than a year. Yeah. And, um, and we show up and sold out. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know? And we'd probably been drinking a little bit. And we're like, well, man, I don't know what we're going to do. As one does on the bus. As one does on the bus. <laughs> and uh, and so... 21, mm-hmm, I was. So I was I was 23. Yeah, I would have been like 23 years old, 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we find one ticket. This girl's got one ticket. And I don't remember if she just gave it to us or sold it to us or whatever. And so we've got one ticket. And Danny's like, you know what, man? You just go. Danny, taking it for the team. Right? So, and and so, I don't know what happened to him. He must have, I mean, that was, that was we parted ways. We lived together. I just assumed, I'll see you back sure. at the house. And we, we're still in contact, just and in case yes. anybody's worried, we haven't lost Danny. No, he's night. still he's, he's still he's, around. He's still doing well in But Seattle. that night, you don't know what happened to him. I have no idea. I don't remember that night. You never uh, saw him again. <laughs> and I feel like... At some point, I might have had somebody on my shoulders, and like it was a lot of fun, and we had a great time. And I had always loved going to the rendezvous since I'd moved to town. I don't remember my first trip in there mm-hmm. or why, because that first apartment that I had was you in Fremont. No, that was later. Really? So I didn't know. I mean, oh, I that's just, right. You so were... I just found the rendezvous on my own. I don't think anybody, unless you did, unless you introduced me to it, I just found it on my own being so. down there. Because I went from. Your sofa, Nickerson, to my own place downtown and drawing buildings. Right. So I, after the show, I walked down the street to go get a drink at the Rendezvous because that was my favorite place to go. And um, again, I wish I knew how I knew about that place, but it was just, it's I mean, lost. Like, I mean, there were only seven bars on that whole right. strip at the time. There was the Nightlight, there was uh, Gibson's. There right, was but it was always my favorite, even like compared Lounge. to the... Yeah. The Lava Lounge was great. That place is closed now. Okay. Um, the Nightlight was fantastic in its own way. That place, I believe, may yeah. be closed Gibson now. closed years before that. Um, the Rendezvous is still going strong, uh, as far as I know. But, so the Rendezvous, I go in there, and um, it's this place that's a dive bar, but it looks like it has a little bit of a facelift. Mm. Not in a sort of stupid, cheesy way. It has a lot of this sort of old, that red, crushed, velvet, mm-hmm. um, big, tall booths and couches and ottomans and chairs that had been taken from some funeral parlor. It never really parlor. smelled bad in there. It didn't smell I bad. I noticed that. Like in dive bars, usually there's like old beer, musty, kind of a tinge of vomit, maybe mm-hmm. like on the finish. <laughs> yes. Didn't really, it didn't have that. And um, so it, like it was inviting. Mm-hmm. Now in the previous incarnation, it was a place where people smoked crack. And you were told you couldn't smoke crack in the front. You had to go do it in the back. 
Well, like you were. There's rules, you know. We live they in serve society. forty, so you could go get 40, 40 ounces and sit at the bar with a forty. And that's ounce the bell town that I right that you had. knew because you were there before me, years before me. Right. So I go in there, and Sarah Arignetti is the bartender, and she um, is a big, busty woman, smoked cigarettes, was very brash, um, and fucking held her own uh, back behind there on numerous occasions and there were, and I also remember on numerous occasions, her just force feeding me pints of water because I was too drunk. She's like, John, I'm just helping you. And like, I just knew that she was, she had my best interest. Yeah. Yeah. So like (laughs) I had had a rapport with these people. I love these people. I I, I really enjoyed this place. They killed and kept you alive. Yes. It had the little jewel box theater where you could go see shows, both live music and theater. Um, it was very small. They had that amazing mac and cheese with the deep fried onions on top. Their food was decent. Yeah. Or it was Chef like, Dallin, where is he yeah, these days? Texas, maybe? I oh, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's where he's from. I derail you. Sorry. No, no. That's fine. But Del- somebody offered you a job? So, like- so I was there sitting at the bar, and I think I was just like pining over the place. Mm. Like, really love this place, man. Like, this is a great place. I don't know how the position of like bouncer or door guy mm-hmm. happened but um she said i said oh, i probably said something to the effect of god it would be really cool to work here i bet it's really cool mm. to work here i'd like to work here someday and she threw a post-it a pad of post-it notes at me and said put your phone number down um and i did and and then i got a call like i got, went home got a call a couple days later and she said come back on friday and we'll get you trained and that was it Nice. And so I showed up on Friday, and I'm pretty sure Will was my was the bouncer who trained me. Who was, <laughs> so he's younger and smaller than I am, yeah. and it's like, and I I think being a bouncer, like, you get the idea from Roadhouse. Oh, I think I went home. That's right, because they said we'll get you. I'll call you. We'll get you set up. We'll get you in this weekend to train. Mm-hmm. And so I went home and watched Roadhouse, right? right. Because you think like that's what <laughs> that's being a bouncer be, yeah, is. Like, we see all these movies where they like bouncers like these huge. Black dudes, you know, mm-hmm. like 6'3 and like five feet wide, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a bat. Well, the Viper. Some There's of the, plenty some of, the of very large yeah. men being bouncers where there are actual yeah. fights. Darius was. Did you <clears throat> meet him? No. Well, after that riot that we had at Balmar, mm-hmm. I was like, because it was just you and me. Well, yeah. it was me out on the floor, and you were behind the bar downstairs, and Joey was upstairs, and we we're just like, the whole place there was a riot basically yeah. and we had to fucking throw a hundred people out of that fucking place there was blood everywhere and that might have been the last straw where i finally started considering looking, looking out yeah well after that night like i was like mako like guys i mean i need a budget i need people You're like if you're gonna get this big if we're gonna be cramming a hundred you know drunk assholes in here you need fucking security so they hire all these dudes like big dudes mm-hmm. um and they all had like little earpieces and <laughs> But the, the, the rendezvous wasn't like that. It was just, you know, and one of the things that she, when she was training me and Will was training me and she's like, you know, you got to kind of, you have to flirt with people and not even like just flirt with the girls because that's fun. It was like, tell the guys they have nice shoes. I remember her saying that to me. She's like, tell a guy he has nice shoes. And if you make people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. they won't feel inclined to be aggressive later Yeah, because you will have made you're some sort of, you're their friend. Yeah. So... That was also something that I learned there. I think also I learned like 
self-confidence, mm-hmm. not just being like, I'm the asshole in charge or I'm going to right. thump your skull. But there's just a, there's a manner of like, welcome to my house. Mm-hmm. You're a guest in my house. Hi, you know, yeah, you look great. How are you doing? Hope you guys are having a good time. And just being, and being aware of all the different places and mm-hmm. what was going on where and what normal was supposed to look like in yeah. this chaotic situation. And I think if anything, sitting on that stool, you know, cause I would work Friday mornings at the coffee shop. Right. And I think I'd rush over sometimes if I didn't have time to go home, I'd come, like rush to your house and change, mm-hmm. like take a shower and then yeah, go back out yeah. <laughs> and then go back to the bar to work until two or three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was my point? Um, just that it, I think it really taught me a lot more about being present in the bar in general. As yeah, far, it made me a better bartender yeah. because I had worked there for as long as I did, for like a year or something like that, um, for about a year. But it was yeah. awesome. It a was, year is a good amount of time. If anybody wants to like bartender, like get involved, or if, I don't know, I hear a lot of questions. People are like, how do you know that that guy wanted that? Or how did you anticipate this? Or how did you know that there was something going on? You know, like I can hear a knife hitting mm-hmm. the, hitting the ground from across the room mm-hmm. you know, in a busy restaurant, just because I spent a year like at the Balmar, basically just listening as a bar back and keep your eyes down. You mm-hmm. don't look at anybody. You don't talk to anybody. You keep your eyes down. Because you can't do anything for them. You can't do. Yeah. All you're going to do is piss people off. They're like, cause they're get eye contact and then say, can I have a margarita? They're like, no, like, I'm sorry. And they're going to be like, well, fuck you, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this, this, this bartender, you know, he'll help you. So you just stop looking up, keep your ears open so you can hear, like, you know, you hear somebody 10 feet away over here on the right say, can I have three manis? And you just turn around and start pouring three manis so that when you say absolutely anything else and then you're making his shots, you turn around, there's three manis in your hand. So Let you're, you go. yeah, shaving seconds off those minutes, you mm-hmm. know, turning, you know, taking money out of their hands and putting it in the back and that's, you know. That's how we make money. That's how we make money. Yeah. Flipping glasses. Yeah. So. So I just, I think it was like, it, it was very serendipitous, I guess, that it was my favorite place. And then that's where I, I met Sarah. I met Will, who I'm still in contact with Bartoloni. today. I met Keith Bartoloni, who was one of, I would still, I would put him up there with one of my mentors in uh, my, my bartending mentors because yeah. he taught me a whole lot because he and I worked Tuesday nights there. It was just the two of us. And so we had a lot of time to kind of hang out and talk, but also there was a lot of like nonverbal communication where you're just staring at this person all night as they're working, mm-hmm. you're there. And to the Somebody point walks where, in and you look at each other and you both know what you both right. saw. Yeah. So I remember one time with him and him just going, looking at me, or like him looking out the window, looking at me and just going, no. And I <laughs> look at the person coming through the front door and it's this... This man, maybe he's middle-aged, long, brown hair. I can't tell if he's really, like... I don't know if he's wearing a dress or if it's just a series of, like, sort of... Coats. Coats. Like, there's a lot going, <laughs> There's a lot of layers. It's Seattle. Maybe mm. it's wet and rainy, you know? Like, he doesn't all look this like stuff. he smells very good. He doesn't. He's got... But he's got this... He's got one of those clear boxes that people... Like, I think women had them for purses for a while. Mm. It was sort of a thing, but it was clear. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it and I see the box and it's full of pill bottles. Nope. <laughs> That's a hard pass right there. Which I don't think it's something you really want. You shouldn't have, if you have pills on you, 100%. you don't want people to know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not the ideal carrying case. So, so he looked not, un- he, didn't, he didn't look well. Yeah. And so he looked unstable. And so I knew immediately like Keith means 
don't let this guy in because there was this little sort of half wall that came in. Mm -hmm. And as long as you don't let people through the barrier, right. once they get in, then it's hell trying right. to get them out. Exactly. But if you just don't let them in at all. At like and that. so I met him at the front door. I said, I'm terribly sorry. We're not serving tonight. That's all I said, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I know the owner and I know Steve and like all this stuff and like, blah, blah, so blah. So why he hired me. So right. And kick so, rocks, kid. And what Steve always told me, he said, if somebody says my name, uh -huh. he's like, ask them if they were at the barbecue last weekend, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but like th those kinds of things where you just like, he would say, Keith would say no. And I, I, had, to, I had to know exactly what was going on mm -hmm. in those moments. Yeah. Or to the back or and yeah. it's, so a lot of it that was a lot of those things that I learned there that I never would have learned otherwise and I don't think I certainly would not be I wasn't I would not have been as good a bartender yeah. as um as I as I was yeah um but that was probably that was one of my favorite bar jobs I mean they were all fun sure mostly but you know but but that one was because we would stay up, you know, after work, everyone gets done. You do shot a clock where it's like one thirty. We're going to do we everybody would get together, do a quick shot of whatever. Somebody would make some little mixed drink. Right. And then let's close the bar. And then everyone smoking cigarettes and drinking afterwards and counting telling stories and, and counting money. And, and, yeah. Playing and it was, off the bar yeah. stool. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It was awesome. It was really cool. And yeah. I mean, that's that was my time at the rendezvous from like 2004 to 2000, November 2005. So. Somewhere in there, a year, year and a half. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you I... You went off the Balmar and we, you know... Yeah. Fame and fortune awaited you. Yes. Um, I still have videos of you, like, making your little, you know, those little videos you'd send me. You have videos of me? Yeah, somewhere. I had this picture. YouTube? I don't know. I don't think there's anything There was, like, YouTube. some kind of promotional video. There was, like, a, a drink with gold in it or something, and you're, I don't know, you're in your little black suit, you had, like, a red tie on or a yellow tie. I don't know, but... Your hair's all slicked back. Look at this guy. Yeah, that motherfucker right there. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was 2010. Yeah. Dave Everson. Everson? He took that picture. He came Big in. Big Dave? Yeah, yeah. So he took a bunch of pictures Emerson. of me. Yeah. I think it's Everson with a V. I think you're wrong. But right. I was mostly fucked up on absinthe when I did Right. Um, <laughs> He's still in Hawaii, isn't he, with Jen? Mm -hmm, yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was... I learned how to, you, you just, I learned how to, um, I learned how to manage people in a way without, I never, I never hit anyone. I never, well, I was, I was, I had we to didn't, be forceful. We didn't, we didn't hit be, anyone, but like, like, again, there was that big brouhaha in mm -hmm. Valmar where we're just peeling people off like a, like yes. a fucking blooming onion. Yes. Because they were just, there was like a dog pile of yeah, idiots I mean, with no I, shoes on. They were throwing their pints of liquor you know, beers and shit, and then their shoes. So all these assholes are running around with no shoes on, like there's I blood remember. everywhere. Blood everywhere, yes. <laughs> it's so yeah. stupid. The stupidest echelon of humans. Yeah. But Just I learned peeling them off and they I learned how to manage people. And you learn how to like not and again, not in a bad way. Yeah. yeah. In a very good way. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I learned so fucking much. Recommend it to anyone. Yeah. I mean you could sit on a fucking bar stool and like Carry a big mag light. Check IDs. Check IDs. And... Tell people no. Yeah. And I mean, I turned away like old people, like yeah, they're like you know, the walkers and stuff, <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, you have your ID? Well, it's like there's more reasons than just I, I can clearly tell that you're old enough, but a you know, Steve, Steve, oh not Steve O, but Johnny Knoxville, who mm -hmm. like put on that old man yeah, makeup. Yeah. 
bad grandpa. Yeah, I mean, you could you could dress a kid up like that, send him into a bar, have him order a drink. He doesn't have ID, but clearly he's eighty-seven years old. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's some weird shit that the LCB in Seattle would do. You yeah, know what I mean, like they were they were sticklers for that. Nonsense. Yeah, but it was also like. You know, their, their idea, if they're, if they're on medication, they can't be drinking, or if they're on parole, they shouldn't be in a bar. You know, like, there's mm-hmm. a laundry list of reasons why you have to have ID with you. And if you don't have it, then no, you can't come in here. So I'm sorry that you're 87 and don't know that you can't leave the house without your fucking identification. But if you come in and there's something, an accident, something happens, and the police ask me who was here, you know, and they ask, question you, and they ask you for ID... I'm going to be in trouble for not, you know, for you being in here without ID, you know, like. Yeah. So bring your ID. Bring your ID everywhere you go. Everywhere. I mean, I I think there's only been a handful of times where I, like I've left, gotten behind. Well, no. Well, I was just thinking that I've gotten behind the wheel of the car without my license because I forgot my wallet or something, but I'm just like, oh shit, I got it, you know, but yeah, I've, I have made exceptions to every single rule. Sure. Um, And then most of the time regretted those exceptions. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I've let people in. Um, and then been like, fuck, I shouldn't have let that person in. Or then the rest of the night, that person is on my mind mm-hmm. because I know they don't have ID, even though they look like they're 35 or and 45. next thing you know, they're like on somebody else's shoulders or they're arguing with a staff right. member and you're like, fuck, why did I, Right. what have I done? Why did I bend? The reason maybe they don't have an ID is because they're in trouble because or because been taken they're irresponsible. Exactly. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was just like, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was more fun than it ever was a hassle, and it was very easy. No, I don't want to say I don't want to say it was very easy, but it was it was very enjoyable being a bouncer. And that's even that's a hard word to put on it because I didn't bounce anybody. Right. I was a host. Bouncer. That was the way it was taught to me. Right. Is I was a host. I'm here to host. You're here to make people feel comfortable and welcome, not to be gruff and weird and assholeish because we want them to hang out and spend money. So, yes, that's how I became a bouncer. The weird shit I send myself, I keep... Yeah, what'd you send yourself? I like, are you sending yourself timed emails? What? Well, no, like a little notes and things that I think of to talk about on this mm-hmm. thing. By the way, we got to give a shout out to Quebec, because apparently we had 807 listens. Something. Somebody was out there in Quebec, so hey, what's up? Quebec! <laughs> and those two yeah. guys in Denmark, and that one guy in Japan, and, you know, all of our fans. Yes. Um, what do you got? What did you send yourself? Shawshank Redemption isn't an easy movie to watch for various reasons, but it seems that animal cruelty isn't one of them. They had to find a worm that died of natural causes. Yeah. For a scene. That's okay. true. But why isn't it an easy movie to watch? I think it's it's like it's like the one of the and it always is like the top two or three. Of I the, feel like maybe because of movies. the rape. It's kind of a difficult subject, you know, when you're watching, you're like, mm. that was that, but that's only one part. I mean, well, of... you, it's going, it's an ongoing situation for him. Yes. And we, you know, once yes. we understand that, then it's like, I wish I could tell you that he fought him off. He fought the good fight. And you're like, right. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. so there's a lot worse. Have you seen a TV show called Oz on HBO? You want to talk about brutality in prison? I don't like watching shit like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do well in prison. I don't think so. No. Elizabeth um, Taylor's earrings were the chandeliers? What does that mean? You can see how... So you don't have a list of things. You have... You have I have a some... weird, yeah. Weird so, notes. Some of them are too long for me to read right now. Mm-hmm. I'll edit this. Oh, no, you want to just read one cold? What's that long one? 
let's see what's inside that brain of yours at 5.27 in the morning or whatever the time. What's the time stamp on that fucking thing? Uh, 1.50 a.m.? Oh, okay. It's not too bad. 2 a.m.? Almost 2 a.m.? You send them, you, you don't use a notes app? You just type them? You send I just, yeah, I just send messages? myself a text, yeah. Okay. You want me to read the blue that I sent or the gray that I received? <laughs> um, I don't know which... You, oh, you, you send them and receive them? Well, yeah, because well, I send them to myself. So like okay. a, a second after I send it, it goes... Mur, mur, I get a text I, Whichever one you want. Oh, shit. This is a really long one. Okay. Well, I really don't have up. any interest in hearing from thousands of people who don't have the slightest understanding of macroeconomics or global trade. Not to mention, I really don't care for an endless stream of friend requests from strangers. I don't owe anyone a response or rebuttal. Butthole. Rebuttal. Oh. It's just... No? Is it gibberish? It's, no, it's... You seem Gas upset. prices have gone up in Europe. Also, uh, maybe not the same rate, but it's not just America's problem. It's not Biden's fault. I'm not necessarily a fan of him either, but, you know, the U.S. president is not ultimately in control of fuel prices. Are you organizing your fucking arguments for some I Republican guess, debate? Oh, like, it's not you... found in great abundance <laughs> everywhere in the world. Small number of companies, entities who own the means of production when it comes to fossil fuels. This means that they ultimately control who pays for it. Mm -hmm. It is effectively a cartel. The U.S. president is not in control of that cartel. Many members of Congress, mostly Republican, receive a lot of money from this lucrative industry and thus are opposed to putting it into the wayside in favor of a cleaner, safer, more sustainable world. And that no dirty fuck Joe Manchin, but yeah. Right. Global pandemic and the Russian invasion of Ukraine have had an impact on fuel prices, but not so much that it could have could have been controlled. It's oil companies grade. Yeah, oil companies are at fault. Demand plummeted two years ago because of the pandemic, and the they started to increase again as the world returned to normal. Oil companies deliberately have kept supply low so that they can keep prices. But also, the shit is high. It's two dollars too high right now. Yeah, and even if it's been going down. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but it's the oil companies that are fucking yeah. doing it. So not... I will not normalize this insanity, Walter. Yeah. I don't own a Carvette. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? <laughs> but it's just about fuel consumption. Oh. Uh, lithium batteries are nasty, but they aren't entirely non-recyclable, so it's not you know. There's a lot of... Uh, it just goes on and on. Okay. Like I, just, I just don't shut up. And then there's this this thing. This is a horror show that happens. <clears throat> uh -huh. We want to fast forward to this part. But um, so I had an issue with uh, at work. I failed. Mm -hmm. We had one table with 14 people on it. And they had eight, three, four people had dietaries. And there were eight dietaries. Mm -hmm. Like they had... Position one was no seafood, but anchovies and calamari were okay. Position two is a pescatarian... No shellfish or calamari. Means they do eat fish, pescatarian, mm -hmm. but no shellfish or calamari, right? Uh, person three, no meat, no calamari, no dairy of any kind, no gluten. Position four, I was told by position 12 that position four was no gluten. She came back to me after she received the first course that we had adjusted to the gluten out of it. She's like, I'm not no gluten. Why am I getting, you know, gluten-free shit? I'm like, fuck, because your asshole friend across mm -hmm. from you just told me. But anyway... Um, positions five, six, seven, and eight are normal. No issues. Position nine, no gluten. Position 10, no gluten. Position 11, no pork. Duck and steak are okay. Position 12, no gluten. Position 13 is fine. So there's 13 people. So I write all of this on this ticket, like in these various mm -hmm. ways, 
you know, seating numbers and all this stuff. It's a prefixed menu, so I just have all the courses are basically static. Right. But so for the pescatarians, I write pescatarian. For like the vegetarian, vegetarian, gluten-free, but I didn't write. And I wrote on the on the one pork dish, no pork, right? But there was a fish dish that, it, that had chorizo in it. I didn't write no pork. I just wrote no pork on the one course for that guy. Okay. So he gets the fish dish. He eats the fish dish. He comes up to me afterwards. He's like, hi. And he's like the host. He's the guy picking up the check for these mm -hmm. people, which is 13 people. At, you know, It's a lot of money. Yeah. So he's pissed. And yeah. But I don't know. That that was what I was, that I had to, you know, yeah. hold in my head. That's a lot. Right? Mm -hmm. I fucked up. Well, I still feel bad about it. It was just a, he, he's like, I'm not allergic. I'm going to be okay. It's a, you know, it's a choice of mine, but it can't happen again. It's like, absolutely, sir. You know, I'm terribly sorry. And well, it's not like he's coming back tomorrow night. No, I was, I was sent home. But, that night. oh, well. Rightly so. Well, don't beat yourself up too much. Well, but now you know. But now you know. Every course is different. And you got a lot of complicated dishes. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. I don't know what these other um, things are. But anyway, apparently that's all my notes. What about Elizabeth Taylor's earrings? No, no, they were chandeliers? What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I have a, this says mango linen shirts. What does that mean? Can you make I, linen no, out of it's mango? probably the color. You probably want the... You were probably shopping for something uh, for okay. vacation. I don't know about that, but... Um, Oh, I was going to ask you about a Facebook post of yours. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. The one if I where know. I was watching Superman? Yeah, what was the Superman on HBO? There's I know. A Superman? There's, it's called Superman and Lois. It's called Superman and Lois? It's and you, mediocre on a good day. It's and just, you were very upset by it. I was annoyed by some weird Marxist, fascist, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember. Okay. I'd had a couple of drinks, and I was watching Superman, and I got a little emotional. Okay. But I figured something out today. It's kind of, I mean, obviously Superman is not real. Right? I don't have any delusions that superheroes are a thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I've enjoyed comic books since I was a kid, you know. It's, yeah. They were always fun to read, you know, moral dilemmas or whatever, you know, what you're going to do about things. But I was sitting there at the Salesforce Tower today. And I was looking out across this giant, you can see, you know, literally 360 degrees across the city. And this helicopter was cruising along. Like, it was relatively small, but it was going. It was booking. And I just started thinking about, like, if you were, like, a little man flying, like, what, you know, what that would look like. Because you can see people, you know, car, you know people, cars mm -hmm. look like ants. You barely see people to the naked eye. But in movies, Superman, like, he would go from here to, like, China in, like, a minute or two, right? He'd just, like, go there. And I was like, but that seems really fast to me. And so I sort of cracked open the phone. I'm like, 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 because, you know, meteors break up from the friction when they enter our atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So, like, how hot is that? So, a meteorite's getting up to 3,000 degrees, and it's moving at about 190 miles an hour. I mean, sorry, 190,000 miles, miles an yeah. hour, right? And our Earth is 25,000 miles of circumference, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you go just halfway around the planet in a half hour, right, that, that meteor's going to go about half, you know, in a half hour, right, at that yep. speed. It's right there. Now, if you if that meteorite were the size of a man and he were to get to China in five minutes, like what would that friction look like? Like assuming his body could survive the trip, 
he would generate probably enough heat to ignite our atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like a meteor flying through our. Atmosphere. But it would get up to like 10,000 degrees, and the oxygen it would set fire to the oxygen in our atmosphere and kill all life on the planet. If if he, you know what I'm saying? So I think he has ways of regulating his temperature that we can't fathom as humans because he's not a human being. Right. So he's regulating his temperature. Yeah. So he doesn't he's burn so on, that's a, why, on a, on that's a why cellular he's not glowing level. when yes. he's flying around. Yes. All right. I mean, I don't know. I would uh, love to hear from DC. Any writers? Stanley, mm-hmm. if you want to give me a call. He's dead. He's dead. He didn't write Superman. No. Who wrote Superman? Does anybody know? I don't know. Somebody. Um, okay, so Superman and Lois is not worth your time? I mean, I'm continuing to watch. It's, he, had, he and Lois have had a, a couple of kids. They have twin mm-hmm. sons, and they moved back to Smallville to raise them because, you know. Are they half? Does human have? One of them is starting to show, you know, signs of, you know, Ooh. abilities and things. and So there's like, you know, brotherly kind of, because they're twins, so it's like, well, why don't I have it? Why is he special? I don't know. There's some inner family turmoil there. And then the usual kryptonite monsters and explosions. People shooting lasers out of their eyeballs. Just, you know, whatever the fuck that is. It's fun to watch. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think I think a little willing suspension of disbelief. But yes, you are right. Something would happen in the atmosphere. You can't just be going that fast right. and not yeah. expect the friction to create heat. Right. Um, I was also, I was listening to that CD that you gave me from Marla's... Husband? Husband? Yeah. Is that who that is? He created all that. He yeah. He like did the music and sang the songs and... I mean, it's still in my car. I still am, I'm enjoying it. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a sci-fi nut. I love, yeah. I love shit like that. It's yeah. a weird little story about the... Uh, was it the Pantheon? The, I can't remember. The Raytheon? The Raytheon, Pantheon, something like that. So, One of the spaceships. Yeah. Hyperion. Hyperion. The Hyperion. And so he... I don't know. It's kind of a funny little thing. I can't... Um, and I'm sorry, they won't listen to this, probably not. I don't know, maybe they do. Hi, Marla, love you. <laughs> Can't wait to meet your husband. This seems really nice and creative. He is. I've met him. But the lisp is really hard to get past when he's like singing, but he's kind of talking through it, and it's just like, I don't know, it's hard, you know. It hurts my heart to say it, but it's, it's distracting. Well, I didn't notice, but I'm sorry. You didn't notice it? I mean... Did you not, you didn't listen to it? I did. I had it. I had it in my car for a while. I mean, I didn't. I didn't follow the narrative from beginning to end, but it would come up, and I would listen to it sometimes and skip through it. And yeah, but well, I'm sorry. You you are enjoying it. I am enjoying it. Okay. But yeah, the the list kind of takes me out of it a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to. Again, I'm sorry. It's it's hard (laughs) to take it seriously when my suspension of disbelief is broken. What's going full tilt? Yeah, there. Yeah. Then they start singing about the Hyperion's going and the gravity well and stuff and things and it's just, I don't know, it sounds like Mike Tyson's, I don't know, singing to you. Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> That's one of his sayings. Um, um, What's Marla's husband's name? He's got two different names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he's probably going to punch me in the face. With yes, he anyway. is. Um, Austin. Austin. Cody, That's or both. Cool. Those are both cool names. I think they're both. I think he is both. He goes by both, but I'm not sure why. I only met him once. Hmm. We had. Are we they had, still living in Salem? Like they get yeah. their car broken into like every other weekend. Yeah. Just, we had sushi in San Francisco or Oakland, or it was Thai food. Was it Thai food with Cody, or was it Chinese <laughs> food with Austin? I don't remember now, but yeah, but we had a good time. He was he was here for a noise. Complaint? Festival. Oh. No. <laughs> the noise complaint. No. 
it was some uh, one of these experimental noise bands, mm. uh, but he but it's like a festival of all all that. Um, so, but he does zines and stuff like that. I highly suggest you should check him out on on Facebook. What are they called? Uh, mini Mini the Val Mini Mutations Valley or something. He's got a podcast where he plays all that stuff too. Nice. I'll send it to you. I just wanted to plug it. So yeah. Um, if, if anybody's listening to this, maybe Mini Mutations, I think it's called. Um, but yeah. So I have a, uh, I know you have to go soon, I do have but to I have a question. License plates um, would you know how to clean out and, and bleach a, like a bird skull? <laughs> if somebody had a bird head that they wanted to If somebody skull? happened to have one? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. I would probably just, I would start with soaking it. You gotta get like, the brains out too. Exactly, don't you have that's to what I'm saying. That? Soaking well, if you just like you have Drano. Jesus. I mean, you don't want to leave it too long because it will digest the skull itself. But if you just mm. leave it for like four hours or something, it'll it'll take the soft matter and then you can rinse it out. Um, I would, and this is gonna sound probably pretty gross, but you have like a small strainer kind of situation. Soak it in, you know, the Drano or drain cleaner. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, acid's so difficult to get your hands on because it's used from, to make explosives, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, which actually just just as efficient, if not more, as bases. So that's what liquid plumber and those things are. Is they're they're really heavy bases. So um, soak it in that for about four hours because that's what you know it's going to eat like drain cleaner. It's going to eat whatever the fuck is growing in there. Right. And then maybe take that strainer to the toilet and just flush because you don't want to necessarily you mess know, with it in your kitchen. In your kitchen, yeah. There is some stuff uh, that I've had to use industrial strength drain cleaner from Parsons. It's like nine ninety five, and it I burned my head with it a little bit just because I, I had gloves and goggles on. I opened it, and I had I guess gotten a little tiny fleck on my finger, and like I just opened, took the little plastic thing off, you know, and set it down, you know, or put mm -hmm. it in the garbage, and then I went to go, you know, I was pouring it into the drain, and I scratched my head. And you had just a touch. And just like a thirty seconds later, my head started getting really hot and burning. I was like, "What the? What the fuck? Like, I didn't even notice it." And I rinsed off the gloves and I rinsed off my head, and I had like a little red mark, just like a sunburn. What, what were you doing? Cleaning out a drain. Oh, okay. It's just it was like an ice well, you yeah. know, with like the tiny little hole, and it's, it's like, they always have like bends. super like L bends in there, so you can't get any kind of thing in there to to clean it. And I wanted to clean it and get the drain going so that right. know, the ice wouldn't get contaminated. Okay. So well, I have it a... smokes when you pour it in there. Like that's how bad. That's yeah. how strong it is. Yeah. Okay. Drano won't smoke, but it'll clean the skull out, and then you can kind of scrub if you have. What do you have? You have like a little pipe cleaner or something to get in there. I don't get so. So I don't have it yet. I saw a, a bird skull. No. So you're in the market for a, a dirty bird skull. A brain still in it. What is this? So I was on a bike ride the other day and I saw a dead bird. It was a hawk. And I thought, well, I'm not going to grab, I'm not going to grab a dead hawk off the side of the road, but like, I'll go back for it. I'll go back for <laughs> it. I, right. Like I'll get a plastic me. bag. But I thought that maybe I'll just like cut the head off and take the head. I pay to see that. <laughs> I'll take some video for you. <laughs> uh, and I was um, out there with like, what, a pair well, of scissors or a cleaver? What are you going to use? I was going to use like a cleaver of some kind to get a quick yeah, you have shot. A cleaver? Or get a pair of just like uh, hey, hedge a clippers. A cleaver that's strong enough to go through the bird skull, but a cleaver you don't care about because you're going to be hitting cement on the other side. It's in the dirt, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, fine then. You're not borrowing my cleaver. No. That's your next question. 
So I thought, but I also thought maybe I'll let nature do most of the work and come back in a little while. Because it's out in the sun, right? It's been out there for But I it's mean, not in the road or anything, so cars aren't going to keep no. hitting it, crushing it. Um, so I'll just go check on it. Well, there's a chance that something large might carry it away. Yeah. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. check on it. But I thought maybe I'll just take the head. Because I, I found a bird wing a while back. You're building a bird? It was almost fully intact. And so I wrapped it in a plastic bag and took it home. And I Googled, like, you know, how do you clean, you know, taxidermy stuff, right? And so. It's like serial killer behavior, right? Is it? I'm not killing anything. I'm finding these things. They're already dead. It's just kind of how they start. It's serial. It's just. They're fascinated with the the cob. This is like what Darwin was fascinated in this stuff, too. Yeah, I mean. Like skulls and wings and stuff. Screwing his cousin, too, I think. Fair enough. I mean, everybody's, we, we contain multitudes, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> so I found the swing and I brought it home. And I was like, well, I don't want to like maggots because of the flesh that's on and there, right? So, But again, they're just going to eat and go. So maggots are kind of okay. But I'd have to leave it somewhere where, one, the maggots could get to it and nobody else could. But right. So the what was suggested to me was get some borax. Mm. And borax is a like an industrial so, cleaner. It's not industrial, it's there. You had, borax used to be in uh, middle schools. Of that pink soap that would yeah. come out it was just like it was like sand. Mm-hmm. You wash your hand with that pink sand. That was borax. So they said put it in a bag covered entirely in borax and just leave it for a month because the lye will digest it, which is a base. They said put it in your wing shack because this apparently the people that I found online they do this you know for a living in your wing shack. So <laughs> wait, which wing shack? So. They have, well, because they were saying you can make dusters with them, with mm. the bird wings, or, you know, they mount them, stuff like that. You know, for, this is for, like, hunters, I think. Mm-hmm. So I put it in a plastic Rite Aid bag, filled it with borax, I just pulled it out, and it's a nice little wing now. I mean, I'm going to trim up the sides a little bit, but um, yeah. cool. it goes good with the jawbone, the deer jawbone that I found. Nice. <laughs> so Your collection is almost complete, my friend. <laughs> almost. Uh, but yeah, take the little hawk skull, put it in mm-hmm. a pint glass. Madrano. I'll get a jar. I'll just go buy it. But don't pickles. forget it, because again, it will digest the You bone. think I'm going to forget that I have a hawk skull? I don't know how busy you are. I don't, I don't, know, I don't I, know your life, that, that's, sir. This is like a thrilling, this is a big deal. Sure, I mean, like, yeah, leave it out where you can see it every yeah. day. Because, yeah, it will, dig- it will break down the, the calcium the in, the, in the bone as well. Right. So you don't want to leave it too long. Hmm. I mean, read the instructions on the drain now. Like it, it says four to five hours or four, yeah, four to I'll, six I'll, hours or something. Maybe I'll go to tomorrow and I'll yeah. do it all and I have time and I can just be here available yeah. for it and then flush it all out outside somewhere. Yeah. Shake it up, yeah. Strain it out, spray it with your little hose. Yeah. Goggles, so, gloves, please. Yeah, I think there's some goggles. I have gloves. I don't feel like taking you in for your rabies shot. <laughs> No, I'm, rabies comes from a live animal, doesn't it? You can't get rabies from a dead hawk. You could be on dead animals, hawk. sure. I mean, if he had rabies. I don't think hawks can get rabies. I mean, I don't know. Cool. So as long <laughs> as you don't know, you're safe. But I mean, like, if a rabid animal chewed on him. Mm-hmm. It's in the saliva. The saliva dries. Is, can you still get... I, I don't know. I think so. I mean, blood, saliva, it's in all of the, the fluids. Hmm. You can get in your eyes. They can bite you. You can ingest it if you lick your arm. Don't lick your arm. 
No, I'll be. I'll try to be as clean as possible. That's why I didn't grab it when Just I saw it. Just take precautions, and you know, and put it in my little bike bag. Use what few scruples you have driving this project. <laughs> I'm gonna get a plastic bag that I'll throw away. I'm just gonna take the head. I'm not gonna take the whole body. I feel like that was too much for me. Talents, no. Well, now that you mention it, I mean, I don't know, but it just seems like a lot of work for the whole body, and it's been out there at least three days that I know of. Not to mention however many days before, out in the sun. Yeah. In the wild. Yeah. It probably smells horrendous. So, can you come over and help me with this? I feel like I've given you enough information. Okay. You can handle it. So, this. yeah, I think I'm just going to, like, get a get a rock or something, or a stone, like, with a sharp edge, knock the head I'm off. I'm going to find just... a stone with a sharp edge. You think there's one just lying around out there? There's all kinds. There's all you kinds of shit. You can make one. Yeah. yeah. Just be out there like chipping away the stones, <laughs> sharpen the edge of it. Yeah. 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 Make yourself a little makeshift axe. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I can't borrow your axe. I want to be. I want to be mean, a little less conspicuous. I don't want to be on the side of the road. Mine's a full size axe. No, like, I don't need that. Like walking around with an axe in the middle of the woods, like in the road. What are you doing there? Road, I'm just no. sorry, officer. I'm just cutting the head off this bird so I can. Soak it in um, Drano and take it home. Yeah. Um, does that does that seem odd to you? He's like, "Well, you're the third guy this week." <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll be a little more uh, inconspicuous. It's a cool shirt you're wearing. Is that a bicycling shirt? It is. I, I was going to go earlier and I didn't, and you know, whatever. But well, yeah. you need self. You know, self care, naps, and things are just as important as yes. bicycling. Resting is where the muscles grow, Walter. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a bicycle shirt. It should I like, be huge then. Yes. <laughs> um, I like the zippers that zips all the way down so you can like let the air in, you know, when you're biking. It zips all the way down. Like, I mean, like a shirt. Well, no, but you don't have any shirts that zip down like this that aren't sweaters. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. It zips all the way to the bottom. Got it. That's what I like. Some of, you know, you can get pullover bike shirts, but I like this one. Get that thing. I think it was a bicycling thing. It was a, it was blue, similar shade, but it was like it was long sleeve. It wasn't quite a sweater, but it wasn't really mm-hmm. a shirt either. I think it was for bicycling and. Or you, you might have, you might have had a rash guard, what's called a rash guard, Maybe. which is for swimming. Because that thing is pretty cool. It's zipped all the way up and down. That might be what it was. Because so it's kind of thin like this. Mm-hmm. But so, it was a little bit thicker and it was long sleeve. It was full sleeved. It might have been what they call a rash guard for swimming mm-hmm. out in the. I like that thing. Open water. It's comfortable. So yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll have a hawk skull to put on the shelf next to the jawbone. The bottom and the top of the skull? Like you want the bottom of the... Yeah, I want the whole... I would like the whole thing. I guess they do come in two parts. Well, because once you digest or break down the, mm-hmm. the soft tissue, that's not going to stay together. Well, I'll, I'll have to wire it together or something. I'll glue it. I don't know. Do you I'll want it to look... move around? Do you want it to have a rubber band? No, I don't want a rubber band. It. I just want it to, to sit there. I don't want to like... Do puppet shows with the skull. Because you could just glue it. Yeah, that's true. I'll just glue it. Super glue dries. Yeah. With the jelly kind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my plan tomorrow, is to go see if it's still there. And Very cut true. the head off of a dead hawk. <laughs> what do you think about that? <sighs> do I? I don't have anything to help you, but mm-hmm. I would get like tin snips or something. Should we go out there now? No. <laughs> Where is it? Well, I don't want to tell anybody because I. That's true. I mean, is it within on... walking distance from here? No, or it is it not from walking distance. Okay, then no. It's a drive. Yeah. It's not far. 
it's like it would be about two and a half three miles from here at the most we'll talk about it off the air okay <laughs> or well, whatever I, this is this whatever is this air. is well yeah but also stagnant air air that's been sitting in a jar yes with with the hawk skull in it but i will i'll be in touch and We'll yeah, yeah, keep me a, a breast. <laughs> you don't want a breast? I'm going to get the head. The head? Oh, speaking of breasts. Okay. Let's wind back <laughs> up again. No, I so I, I started eating chicken again. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked last time about how you never actually really stopped, but you stopped, but you can... I stopped a, for years. I know, but not officially. You weren't like, I'm a vegetarian, no. I'm not eating meat. It was just kind of like, I'm not going to spend my carb... My calories. My calorie intake. My calories were over way. here, over yeah. here. Well, I was eating the pork tenderloin for a little while. I got... It's tough to cook it exactly right because I was, like, getting close to, like, it would be just under for parts of it, you know, the bigger parts, and then it would Chicken? be... Chicken? No, the pork. Oh. And it's fine, right? You can cook pork a little bit under. They haven't had a case of trichinosis in, you know... Yeah, I remember that was... So, but I also didn't really like the way that it was kind of chewy and soft. I and, like it a little bit farther down. Yeah. But I also didn't want it to be dry. So anyhow, so I was like really turned off by the pork this last week. Okay. So Can I, I just got, tell you? Sure. Here's the answer to the test. Okay. Sear it. The outside. Mm-hmm. All the sides. To sear it on <clears> all <throat> the sides, the juices are locked inside. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're not going to go. do the cooking? Yeah. And then you can kind of finish in the oven or you, yeah, you can kind of. Get a good sear on the outside and just like set it off to the side up on top if your oven's on. Or mm-hmm. like put the oven on super low and put it in there. And then put your bread in there. Mm-hmm. If you're having bread, let it warm up. You know, so it'll kind of continue cooking and building the sauce around it, you know. And then you get your veggies together, finish your potatoes. But to let it just kind of finish in the oven. It won't dry out because you've once you lock all the juice in there. Mm, that's what I was concerned about. I didn't yeah. want... Huh. So I got a couple of chicken breasts. And don't free, don't use freeze frozen because one of the things a freezing process is doing is as the ice crystals form inside the meat, they're pushing that the ice crystals are the moisture. They're freezing and then, then they're gone. Yeah. So you thought, and now there's like basically no moisture left in there. There might be some no, kind of fatty I get, tissue. No, I get it fresh from the butcher. Right. Just that's one thing that'll make your food, your meat seem dry too. It's, it's frozen. Yeah. Once you thaw it out, it's... So I got these two chicken breasts and I threw them in a Ziploc bag with some salt and some water. I think, I think the technical term is brine. Yeah. Um, it's I threw some hot, brine, yeah. I threw some hot sauce in the brine Cool. and I threw a jalapeno in there. Cool. I don't know if that really helped or not. Um, helped with the flavor. Yeah. If you like jalapeno. Oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> but I only put it through it in there for like an hour. Now it's like a marinade. Well, you got to marinate things for longer than that. And brining too. You can't just brine things for like one hour. So maybe it did, maybe it didn't help that much, but so I, I roasted it. And it was fu- I put a little adobo spice on there, and it was fucking delicious. Now, maybe it was just because I haven't had chicken in a very long time. Well, also the salt. I mean, I don't know how much you yeah. like salt your food, but yeah, I mean, salt I don't know. water is great. So like, it must I have seeped in there, but I, I, I'll, I'll brine it longer next time. But, it only, but with only, anyhow, it was just, it was very good. It came out beautifully, like 15 minutes in the oven, and it was done. Nice, yeah. I think I did a little, I put it on the broil for like another two, but it was perfect. Yeah, sounds so, delicious. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Meat. It's what's for dinner. Uh, All right. Next time. Oh. uh, Yes. One of the things I want you to consider for this next week, Mm -hmm. a website that I already tell you about this, I came across a a Reddit thread. 
Uh-oh. That was... So basically this guy is proposing that all food can be um, broken down into four categories. Sandwich. Did, yes. Soup. Salad. Sandwich, soup, salad, or ravioli. Yes, you did mention this last okay. week, but I will look it up. You should... Or send it to me. Well, I, yeah, I'll send it to you because I found it again and I commented on it and we've had a lot of fun with it at work. Uh, we'll just be polishing glasses and somebody will look up and be like, wait a minute, so ravioli is a banana? Or banana is a ravioli? Banana is a ravioli. That's the way it's... Because it's wrapped, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but it, but you don't eat the skin, so. Well, a malfati is just a ravioli without. Without uh, what? Without the filling. Um, not the filling. What's the opposite? The the covering. The outside. The outside. The, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So a banana is a malfati, which is just a ravioli without the covering. What does that mean? <laughs> like, if Whatever you're gonna, you, ha- if you're gonna, no, no, if you're gonna have, like sausage ravioli. Uh-huh. Or four cheese ravioli. Uh-huh. But you're not going to have the outside of the ravioli, then you just have four cheese. Yeah. It's just like a globular spoonful of shit. <laughs> kind of, yes. Um, I would suggest that that's a soup. Oh, it's a dumpling. The Malfatis? Malfati, the dumpling that became a Napa Valley legend. A salt born of a mistake. These dumplings have become the beloved staple of Italian restaurants. There's probably some, like... Um, that's why I used to get them at the liquor store by, by where I live. That sounds about accurate. <laughs> uh, the dumpling came in Napa Valley legend. Um, yeah, I used to get them. They're like little dumplings. So they're not quite, there's probably some bread or something in there, but it's just meat and bread and sauce. And it's kind of like, it looks like what the inside of a ravioli is without the outside. Which is not pretty. Just it, yeah, so we're not all really, yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, and it was at the, it was at Lawler's Liquor. And there was a, there was a woman in the back who cooked them. And you could get like, Tubs of spaghetti and <laughs> garlic bread. Oh, right off of Maine or down off. Yes, of, kind yes. of by Fifth Story there. Yeah, yeah, kind of by Nation. There's that one, and there was the one by my house on G Street. But yeah, there was another one up there mm-hmm. on G Street on the other side of downtown. Right. No, I remember G Street. And like then the one you're talking about. Where, no, but on that end, was it by um, where we had our laundry Paint done? store? Kind of. It was no. It was down. G was like the street that you lived. Yeah. On. If you go. South on G, and then it would be down there and over to the right. Huh. But we should try some sometime. And drive to Napa so that we can eat the inside of the ravioli without the ravioli? Uh, yes. No. All right. Are you tired of pretty food and carbs? <laughs> well, have we Come got on down to Malfati's. <laughs> Malfati? <clears throat> yeah. It's a terrible name. All right. Ugly dish. All right, yeah, I got to go. I'll be back with that head. Great, great. You can start it back up again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so before we go, I completely forgot about the, um, the gummy bears. Harry, Haribo? Haribo is a normal. that You can get that Oh, that's anywhere. normal. Yeah. Because it looks familiar. But it's all but, in German. But these ones are from Germany, and they're different German flavors from Devin's friend Anna. Um, they are actually different flavored. I was skeptical. Yeah? I thought they would just be like Fruit Loops where they're all... Well, they're very flavorful. I thought that they actually tasted better than like regular gummy bears. I feel like just kind of mm-hmm. tastes like sugar. sugar. But these ones are where are they? Kirsch, which is cherry, grapefruit, cassis, which is red currant. Did you say black currant? Black currant. I can't read the yellow one because it's yellow on white, but it's lemon. I think. Yeah. Whatever that German word for yellow is or lemon. 
and then Waldmeister. <laughs> that sounds like you. I don't know what Waldmeister <laughs> is. But those are the green ones. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're quite delicious, I thought. Waldmeister. So get the German ones. If you can. If you can. It's right. John. Next week. Tune in next week. We'll eat some different it's candy. John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.